Woke Asian Guy. And Egg White. Good evening, and as you can tell by the jingle, I am Woke Asian Guy. Sort of like that annoying shit at the back of the bus who talks too loud. Okay, okay, before we go into our special Afghan episode, I just wanted to bring some contemporary news. I know, exactly like BBC or Channel 4 with Jon Stewart. Jon Snow, Jon Stewart's that Comedy Central guy. Okay, so I just read today, this is very weird. A former student who downloaded almost 70,000 white supremacist documents and bomb-making instructions has avoided a prison sentence by the skin of his teeth after being told by the judge to read classic literature by Dickens, Austin, Shakespeare and Hardy. Okay, so the guy has committed a terror offence, not a criminal offence, a terror offence. And basically, you've got cannabis dealers and cannabis users that have gone to jail. You've got people who have had minor infractions gone to jail. People who are not very nice, gone to jail. And this guy has to read some classic literature. And on the 4th of January, he's going to be questioned on it. You white people, that shit. That, that's how you can term it, right? He's, he's not going to go to jail. He's just going to go back home, probably not allowed to use the internet, and he's going to find out Mr. Darcy and what happened to him or Shakespeare. Alas, poor Yorick, I've downloaded bomb-making material. What I'm trying to get at, because I'm just ranting now like, like Egg White. Me! Me! I just watched that Channel 4 debate, me! How upper-middle-class white judgy-like do you have to be to hand a sentence where they have to read something. I mean, the, the guy finished university. Don't make him go back again. The boy can't handle it. He couldn't handle studies. He couldn't handle reading or writing or just doing some educational, further educational shit. So, I part of me feels sorry for him because he had to sit and read boring books when he could be reading, I don't know, exciting books or even graphic novels. So he has to sit under a lamp and just read, and then reread it, because he has to remember some shit. I mean, how, how's, how's the judge going to test him? Is he going to put a piece of paper in front of him with, like, 20 questions, and he has to answer them in, within the allotted time? Is he going to sit in the the, 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 the the actual hall, reading, and just... that? Has he got a time limit? He's got 30 minutes to answer all the questions about Shakespeare and the classics, or as I call it, the borings. The flip side of it is, what if it was a black Asian minority ethnic judge and it was a black Asian minority ethnic person in the dock? What would happen? I'll tell you what happened in this parallel universe. The black Asian minority ethnic judge, I should call it BAME actually. So I think if we had a black Asian minority ethnic judge handing a sentence down to a black Asian minority ethnic person in the dock, I reckon... He should just basically, rather than just throw him into jail, he should instead make him learn all of Stormzy's albums and any kind of Stormzy trivia, and he's going to question him on it afterwards. You know, questions like, where was, where was Stormzy's Shut Up filmed? What's Stormzy's real name? What's Stormzy's best songs of all time? I mean, why limit just to Stormzy? Obviously, that's the only thing that came to my head. How about just, like, grime music in general? So just pick five grime tunes and try to decipher it and actually understand the meaning of the complexity of the lyrics. When I touch stage, better know that's grime. I was in the papers doing up grime. Shut down Glastonbury, I did grime. This ain't a rap song, no, it's grime. I'm gonna put mum in the yard when I do. Know that it's all from grime. 
When I do this ting, fam, it's grime. Told them I am the prince of grime. Those are actual grime lyrics. That's how the parallel universe of justice would work. Make them learn something. So I just had to drop that bombshell in there because it's really ridiculous and stupid. But anyway, back to normal service of Afghan special podcast number 31. Welcome to the Taliban special. Who would have thought that the Taliban would be so woke? With all of these years of oppression and poppy field burning, they would have turned around and said, and I will use a translator for this. Mate, we're the new Taliban, sort of like Taliban 2.0. We would say it's like the internet 2.0, but we banned all of that, so we have no idea. We are hardly zeitgeist. Think of us as the friendly, cuddly bad guys who are suddenly into equal rights. No, we do not drink booze and we will murder you with impunity, but apart from that, we're pretty chill. Let's backtrack a little bit. No pun intended to our American listeners, especially you from Idaho. When the US suddenly left overnight without telling anybody, sort of like a 20-year one-night stand with not even a note on the consulate bedside table, they scarpered leaving the Afghans to waltz in heavily armed. Translation. Dave, they just upped and left. We don't even have to do that Helen of Troy horse shit. We don't even know what that means because we banned books. We all thought they would be back to their old ways, but they've had a bit of a think while away, and we believe them, right? Why would they tell Porkies? Also, they're helping addicts the world over by burning the poppy fields, so finally these guys are helping to win the war on drugs by torching 90% of the world's supply. I've got to start breathing a bit more. Or, as I call it, 10% of Pete Doherty's intake. Seriously, has anyone told Pete about this? Probably best not to mention anything. Apparently he's into cheese and toast, so the world is good. Unlike his diet. Imagine that. The Taliban were worried about being cancelled and managed some great PR as nobody wants to be in the same position as Lawrence Fox and Jim Davidson. Now, that's what I call brand protection. Unlike the new Coke fiasco of the 80s, and they are somehow tech-savvy enough to complain about being kicked off social media like, well... I'm not going to say his name and leave it to Apple speech to say it. Who was upset that Facebook kicked him off so he wasn't able to accept friend requests from the local warlords and he can't join the new Taliban friends and family Facebook group and share his dinner selfies. Shame really, but all in all, there will be a great Starbucks and pretentious vegan cafes all across Kabul soon, which is really going to be cool for any potential tourism dollars. I wouldn't reckon on getting health insurance while traveling there. I was thinking of giving the Taliban the theoretical woke test questionnaire. Question 1. You see a lady walking down the street, do you? A. Tell her to go home and lock the door. B. Ask if you can help her with her shopping. C. Use the chat-up line. What's a lady like you doing in a place like this and are you free next Wednesday? Question 2. A house is burning and you only have a choice of either saving the family or the ammunition that is in the cupboard. What do you do? Now that's a trick question, you see. On to the next thing now that world peace has been maintained. What I'm about to do now is the Shane Gillis censored tutorial on how to censor your show afterwards. So, when you actually do your show and you're off the cuff, riffing and you're doing all that kind of thing, you might drop a few bombs where you might controversially say something that might upset everybody. So, I reckon, here are some steps. Buy some editing software like Adobe Premiere Pro. Hello Adobe, sponsor us please. Take the file and listen to it and if you have friends, take on their ideas. They might hear something that you think, oh, that's all right. I think I'll just diss a whole load of people in Chinatown. They might think otherwise. And then start bleeping like a champion. Here are some examples of bleeping that can help, right? Bleep is an utter bleep. That Piers Morgan is a relentless bleep. 
I can't stand that. Bleep, Lawrence, bleep, Fox. He's a pretentious. Bleep. I went to bleep and ate some bleep. I hate bleep and all they stand for. Their food sucks. And even though this is supposed to be a parody, it's actually my honest to God bigoted and small vinded outlook coming out because never a truth said in jest. And now I'm going to do stereotypical impressions of these people to hammer my anti-woke point home. Ha ha ha. Down anyone's ear hole. Bleep. Why is my career in such a bleep toilet? And when bleep nightlife stopped me over my podcast that caused offence to everybody, oh well, I will have another cancelled podcast. I can jabber on about how I bleeped up. If you want to take any of those points across, Mr. Shane, or anyone else who's thinking of doing controversial podcasts. If you're doing a podcast and you have no lawyers, then take this advice on board. And to round off this podcast, in 2009, I recorded a sketch series with all the hallmarks of a cheaply made radio sitcom where I sat in my poorly soundproof room with a microphone and played all the parts. I am finally posting them here considering Afghans are all the rage now in this news cycle. And years before Home was made, you know, the one about the refugee living with an English family. This was about an Afghan warlord living in Surbiton and getting to grips with Western culture. Here are all four episodes ready for you to listen to. Now, Egg White's just left a message. Okay, I'll, I'll play it out live without even screening it. That's how confident I am that he loved the episodes of Afghan Warlord when I sent them to him. Okay, wokey. Woke Asian guy. Yeah, this not really, not really the message I wanted to leave, but I've just listened to episode 31 and, uh, well, there's a 12-year-old Taliban sitcom. I mean, it's hardly on brand, is it, for the woke Asian guy? I mean, what exactly are you thinking? I mean, even looking through the advert racism and stereotypes, there's a reason why this piece of work lay dormant on your hard drive for 12 years and that's uh, I hate to say it but that's just because it's not funny it's not funny really really I just I, I'm you you may I don't know what you're doing to me but you you, you give me weird feeling because I mean I just think it's ironic that you spend so much of your time and energy protesting and voicing against old-fashioned shows and out-of-date ideas. But then when you go to do one of your own, it's like harking back and we're in the 1970s. So, I mean, drop the feature. Just drop the feature. Do us a favour and drop the feature. Drop the feature or drop the show. Uh, choice is yours. Oh, uh, P.S. I hope you're doing well and your pubic rash is clearing up. Okay, speak to you later. Bye. Well, not exactly the message or reply I expected. I don't think Egg White understood the nuance of Afghan warlord. I was not making fun of Afghans. I was making him a sympathetic character. Maybe you just didn't hear it. Maybe he's just a grumpy old shit who just woke up on the wrong side of the bed, decided to listen to the podcast half-heartedly, pretty much like our all of our audiences. Oh, wow. Egg White's just left another message. I don't know how he noticed what I said. Oh, okay, maybe he's listening to me. Anyway, I'm going to play it again, streamed, and you and I are going to hear it for the first time together. Hi, Woke Asian Guy. Um, it's Egg White again. I hear you've decided to post all four episodes of the sitcom, and apparently I don't appreciate the subtle nuances of the piece. Um, now, I just googled nuance, just in case that I'm missing something, um, and the meaning might have changed, but in a dictionary, um, which 
you know, if you don't know what dictionary is, look it up in the dictionary. Um, a nuance is a subtle difference in or shade of meaning, expression, or sound. Now, I'll just repeat that, just so it sinks in. A nuance is a subtle difference in or shade of meaning, expression, or sound. Now, in what way is what I've just listened to a nuance? It's about as subtle as taking a sledgehammer to a game of whack-a-mole. I mean, it's about as subtle as giving Bird and Manning a MOBO award for being subtle. Um, do not release this podcast. I repeat, do not release this podcast. And I'll see you next week, yeah? Um, oh, oh, by the way, glad the ointment seems to be working. Well, obviously I'm going to disregard Egg White and just publish all four episodes. Anyway, this is the uh, Afghan Warlord. You might as well listen to it now. You might like it. Egg White doesn't. A seal of approval. Enjoy, if you got this far. His voice has been changed to hide his identity. But Barbara, how do you work this infernal washing machine? Oh, Afghan Warlord, you use the switch at the back. Didn't you have any electrical appliances in your own hometown? No, Barbara. Call me Babs. Okay, Babs. In my war-torn homeland, we only had weapons. The women did everything else. That was before. I saw a crime and was put into the witness protection with you in Serpenton. I know you don't like talking about the past, but me and Dennis, we do love having you around. Yes, Babs. I am honoured to be part of this family. Also, can I mention to you, I am concerned with the street value of heroin. I know. I saw it on the news last night. If I was still in charge, I would not have dropped the prices further and made it even more easier for young people to get addicted. Oh, Afghan warlord. Hello, Afghan warlord. Hello, Dennis. I don't mean to be rude, but some of the neighbours have complained about the all-terrain vehicle in the front driveway. Why, Dennis? Why? It's the 50 caliber machine gun attached to it. The humble folk around it find it far too intimidating. I apologise for that. I will park it by Stringer Street. Me and Dennis are going out. Do you mind looking after the baby? But, Babs, I know not child-rearing ways. I am a man of war. Was a man of war? Yes, Dennis. Yes. Dennis is right, anyway. It'll do you a world of good. Just treat him like an AK-47. Ah. Except you don't have to break him into four separate pieces and clean him with gun oil. And remember, the safety is off. Thank you, Bubs. It is an easy task, then. Okay, we'll be off now. Bye. Oh, child, why do you cry? Look at me. I was captured by the Russians and tortured during the war. You only soiled your nappy with doo-doo. Okay, what would the Dennis and Babs do? Hush, hush, little westerner, sleep. You live in the free world. When you grow up, you at least don't have to join the militia. Only look forward to a good education in a secondary school. Sleep, sleep. Have a life expectancy, double that of a child in Sierra Leone, sleep. Ah, he has fallen asleep.
His voice has been changed to hide his identity. What time do you call this? Uh, it is 10 a.m. in Kabul. Well, Afghan warlord, it is 6 a.m. here in Britain. Your new home, I might add. But, Babs, I ended up in a nightclub in Shoreditch called Cargo, and I'm full of love. You took ecstasy, didn't you? Yes, Babs. This daily gave me a good deal, and the effects are not unlike a winning in hand-to-hand -hand combat with a Russian soldier. I even perfected the art of breakdancing and can even manage a headspin. But you do understand that drugs are a bad thing. Babs, you do not have to lecture me on the final points of drug addiction. The heroin I produced was 90% pure and was good value for money to the western world. These XTC tablets were good quality and sold by a responsible adult and free consultation was given. Well, as long as you are careful, I don't want to hear that you accidentally stabbed a badly dressed dandy highwayman while high on the shit. Of course, with my new identity, the last thing I would want to do is become a crazy mentalist. I even met Frankie Knuckles in the VIP area and we were going to collaborate on a house track together. He is apparently a very famous producer with a good pedigree in the business. Tomorrow, I will purchase two Technics, 1210s and a mixer to practice my art. Oh, that's nice. The distraction will take your mind off your recent troubles with the Home Office. I made your favorite Afghan warlord, Kofti Kebab. Thank you. Would you mind if I ate in my room while listening to Sightrans as I have not sufficiently come down from my ecstasy high? Okay, Dennis will be back later. Pop and lock, Babs. Oh, Afghan warlord. His voice has been changed to hide his identity. What fantasy do you want? I am Afghan warlord and I wish to talk dirty with you. What are you thinking of right now? How much my jar will ask me? No sausage, what sexual thoughts are you thinking? Ah, I see. I am naked. And? You are naked. And? We see each other naked. And? I am new to this kinky thrill. You do know that this is costing you two pounds per minute. In Kabul, we do not have good quality telephones and the women are more combat related. I guessed that. You tell me what you are thinking. Want to know what I'm wearing? Is it something from the George Ranger Tesco? Stockings and suspenders and nothing else. Ah, uh, I too will become naked. I am about to discard my warrior robe. Nice. What weapons are you wearing? I have no guns. Don't you have any sexual positions in mind? I dream of you fondling an AK-47 and stroking an RPG-7. I think, I think this service may not be the right one for you. Hello? Hello? Oh well, I will have to surf internet porn again. Oh me.
His voice has been changed to hide his identity. Hello, Jimmy McGovern. I'm here for the casting of Robbie Coltrane's Cracker. Oh, uh, come in, come in, come in. Thank you. I must admit, I'm a fan of the show. I look forward to being the next minority detective. Uh, well... Is there a problem? I didn't expect the Carson agency to send, uh... Proud warrior? Yeah, sure, proud warrior, yeah. I did some amateur dramatics back home. This was before I witnessed a crime. Oh, good, good. Well... This is a Christmas special where he's down on his luck. And his powers are weak? Yeah, something like that. And he needs to find himself again. What a meaty part. Very similar to the character I played in the Rockford Files, the next generation where I was Jim Rockford's down on his luck partner who needed to find himself again, much like Robbie Coltrane. Turn page. Well, actually, his name is Fitz. What? Robbie Coltrane? No, 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 the character. Wait a second, did you say you were in the Rockford Files? I even got a crew jacket and signed autograph of James Garner. Mm, well, that is interesting. Okay, we'll start on page 73. Okay, Mr. McGovern. Right, fade in. Fitz is sitting in the corner of his bedroom, speaking to his boss. I must get another case. All this idleness is disparaging. Can you say it without sounding like a retard? No, pause there, pause there. Problem? Uh, yeah, just just a tiny one there. The accent, just for the sake of continuity, you'll have to dub that. Can you muster up a Scottish accent? I will try. From the top, from the top. I must get another case. All this idleness is disparaging. Bollocks. Just for the sake of bollocks. Just for the sake of bollocks. Like bull. No, no, that was still the same. But that was my Scottish accent. I even watched Christopher Lambert and Highlander to get that accent down to a T. All right, well, I might be able to compromise just slightly. Maybe you can give me some of that Fitz magic. Okay, let me get into the action. God damn it, need to be back on the team now. But you have been off the team for a while. You still need to stick to your desk job. I'm rotting away behind this goddamn thing. The criminals can see me in the weak situation and the murder rate has definitely gone up. I can't risk it. Are we outliving now? No, no, I mean, I can't risk it. I've got too much writing on this television comeback, I've got too much to lose. That's what Robert Stigwood said to me when I went for the casting in Greece. If it wasn't for his erratic taste, I would have been the one flying aeroplanes and extolling the virtues of Scientology. Well hang on, hang on, I'll tell you what, I can make you a sidekick. All my career, I've done sidekick roles like Cantin Flas in the 1956 production of Around the World in 80 Days. I feel at this moment I need to lead to take me to the next level like the aforementioned Christopher Lambert in Highlander. Turn page. Well, how about this then? How about I get in contact with Paula Abdul to see if she can help you get a prominent role in Shameless? Surely you're talking about Paul Abbott? That must be a typo on your script. You're breaking character, man. Thank you very much. No problem and good luck. Uh, where you going now? Usual cattle call for the bill. Ah, uh, it's a paycheck. Yes, it is. Uh.